Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. 3HL. Powered by Spring Hill Heating and Cooling. With Brent Doherty, Don Davenport, and Ron Slay. Beautiful day in the Music City, correct? Babsy? Yes. Oh, I know you have a top one. Wow. Yes. Happy Thursday, people. Happy Thursday. Tomorrow we will be broadcasting live from the marina. Cedar yes. Creek Marina scoreboard location. Ah. It's so great. Babs, I wish you could go out to Woodward's one time. Yeah. I know, me too. No, no, because with the way she drives. 16 different deer would die. Yeah. She'd be on the deer of, like most wanted list. <laughs> they would have they would have signs up on the on the poles of her. I mean, her car would just be covered in deer hair and blood by the time she got oh there. Oh my gosh. Deer hair and blood. That's what happens, man. That's what happens when you hit a deer. Hair and blood everywhere. Now imagine 17 of them. Yeah. Oh, you're rising the number. You just took one up. God. It depends on you know if she's at fifty at three fifty or two fifty nine fifty or two fifty nine forty five. Babs like I can get a car wise and no worries. I know I haven't done that in three years, but whatever. <laughs> you probably would in that scenario. Uh, Rod Slay is here I'm too. In the building. I'm, in the, I'm in the building. Hey, I'm in the building. I'm in the building. I'm in the building. I'm in the building. Yeah, I'm in the building. I'm in the building. Let Hunk. Let Hunk dunk it. Let's go. They're going to chase them down. Are we giving away Preds tickets yes. today? Uh, yes, at 520. Yes, so stick around for that. Stick around. 520, See the Preds huh? take on San Jose Saturday. Saturday is always a fun Have the Preds day. been winning? Oh. That means they, they come in second place a lot. They got hammered yesterday. <laughs> or was that the day before? I, I, just I pick a know. day. But I'm going to say it's a very long season. Yo, for sure that. They too young, saying. though, to be good, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what the billboard says? I, I don't know. But was, like I know they I'll got a lot of young players. I'll tell you this. Okay. Like we had we had the coach on, love him, love Trotty. David Poyle was at the opener, sitting in the crowd with the people. That's what that's what it's about right now. Love these guys. They'll, they'll get going. They'll get going. Plus, like I mean, how much fun is it to go to a Preds game? If y'all haven't been to a Preds game, that's seriously, great time. They they do it right over there, man. No bad seat in the house either. Uh. Uh-uh. All the way down. Well. All the way down to what? You want to put your belly on the glass still? You don't have a belly anymore. I don't got no belly. So, yeah, i just be my. I mean, um, you still have like a belly button. Put my button on the glass. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think we really not do not need to say that ever again. <laughs> why? I just, just the why, visual. Why are some just, things grosser than others? <laughs> I mean, just, it just, yeah. Let's Everybody just has a belly button, that. huh? Yeah. Yes, belly button, but just saying, you know, I'm going to throw my button up there on the glass. <laughs> it's just weird. This is a weird way to start the fourth podcast. <laughs> you don't think this is how they would want us to promote their ticket no, giveaway? No, I don't think so. <laughs> they should, they should, Sean Henry's they like got his phone in his hand ready to call us right Sean, now. Sean, we love you. Sean could sell it way better than us. Mm-hmm. 
involves bellies. But it is fun, man. Why don't they do a belly night? <laughs> it's a 7 p.m. game, too. You feel me? Wouldn't that be dope? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, if like if any... What does that have to do with belly night? No, because when the prayers score, it's a late night game. Oh. Make your bellies glow in the dark <laughs> when you put them on the glass. This is a night game. I'm about to change the subject. This feels you like the one t- said this. You're the one that said this. <laughs> so Michigan. agree with me. Like, this, yeah. this feels like a Tuesday <laughs> show to me. You know, like Tuesday shows are weird. Or like a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> like a disaster. Hey, totally random. I will change the subject. Here we go. The end zone for LSU's game against, um, who are they playing this week? Uh, Army. Army. Okay. I was about to say Navy. They're 30-point favorites. LSU's playing Army? Yeah, yes. they're 30-point favorites. But they their end zone paint is camouflage. Dope. It's really cool. That's how you salute. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, Preds lost uh, four nothing on Tuesday at home. Hmm. Need some offense. They are one and three to the Edmonton Oilers. It's early. You know how many it games is they play. Good. Yeah. But here's the thing: like you're going to go on Saturday and they're going to win because you're going to be there. You're uh, the good luck yeah. charm. Babs is going? And at 520? No, I'm just saying whoever wins. Uh, they are the good luck charm. You can't go. Are you going? I will be in California. Be on the West Coast. Oh, man. <laughs> She's going to be in an airplane for nine hours. I'm going to text yeah. you doing your game. In, t- in 24. Oh, my bad. You're still there. You. <laughs> and then she added work to her responsibilities out yeah, there. that's the best but part. Can I be embedded with the team? Sure. Show up at nine, ready to go. Make <laughs> this a whole trip. Right when you Saturday get Saturday the- morning at 9 a.m. But I thought it would be cool. It but will then, be. Oh, it is. Then the team approved it that I can embed with them, and then I'm like, oh, dang. I just created way more work for myself. You should have left today, Babsy, so you can get there and get a full day of rest tomorrow. <sighs> I know. I'm not even flying out till tomorrow morning. Ooh. I'm going to be on the West Coast for like 36 hours, <laughs> working 30 of them. <laughs> hey, man, it builds character. Mm. That's right. I've tried to... It's going to be cool. Like, I've said that you needed, like, a, a no person in your life forever. And then <laughs> I thought, my God, like, I've been best friends with Travis Harder forever. And I thought, like, man, you're going to marry one of my best friends? Like, Travis would be that guy. He has no problem saying no to people. Yeah. It has not rubbed off yet. Remember, I, it was my year of yes. After I got divorced, I said yes to everything. It was really? my year of yes. Yeah. You lost the Even blender. if it was. You didn't say yes <laughs> to the blender. I lost the blender, yeah. She lost but, the blender in the divorce. But even uh, <laughs> it's a tough break. I just I haven't gotten rid of my year of yes. I need to say no more often. Mm. Yeah. A year of no coming in twenty four. <laughs> Watch out. All right, so <laughs> no. <laughs> why why do we keep get, why do we keep getting stories about Jim Harbaugh like uh, cheating? Maybe he's trying to exit out get to the league from Dan Wetzel of Yahoo Sports the NCAA is investigating Michigan for possibly scouting opponents in person that's the part right there in person Mm. in an alleged attempt to ascertain play calling signs the Big Ten confirmed that there is an investigation but offered no details you know we're going to get Wetzel on about this at some point like why to get a competitive advantage Dawn I mean is it worth that? Ask the You're Astros. not good enough to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's my team, but that's an easy joke. How funny would it be if Michigan had, like, a guy on the upper deck just banging a trash can? <laughs> uh, <laughs> run play. <laughs> 110, well, especially if it's at home, 110,000. <laughs> yeah, everybody be quiet for a second. Yeah, well, 
First five seconds when they line up for the play, be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> what? What was that? <laughs> Two is like between the tackles. Yeah. <laughs> that would be something. Yeah, so we don't really know any details on this other than Michigan's being investigated and that they were in person trying to steal signs. That's the part I like. It's a Isn't bad it? look. Yeah, we ain't At just, what point is Harbaugh just going to go to At the practice NFL? practice during the week? That's important to know where. I need more details. I'm with you, Babs. Well, because it's not like none of these teams do anything during walkthroughs. Mm-mm. And most teams, I don't mean. Don't let you in practice. Right. Like even yeah. the media. Yeah, and really. most teams don't. And none of these teams practice when they're on the road. Right. Everything's implemented before so, you get there. Yeah. So that means you're talking about going to a team's facility facility yeah. during the week if it's something like uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Or maybe they got That's a mole. It's bizarre. Maybe who's the mole? Mm. Hmm. It's bizarre. I wonder what school it was. Like coaches aren't freaked out enough about it. Yeah. Now this story comes out. <laughs> you never, oh, it's going to be even worse. Well, we'll try to get some more information. I wonder if they use the, the black curtains like teams use. Does Michigan use that? I wonder. You're talking about during games? Yeah, during, during games. games. Yeah. Let's see. Investigation comes on the heels of Jim Harbaugh's ongoing case against the NCAA. <laughs> That's what we're talking we'll about. We'll show oh. you. <laughs> uh, here you go. Uh, Michigan is under an NCAA investigation for allegedly scouting future opponents in person in order to steal signs. I'm guessing they went to games, right? Uh, two of Michigan's opponents this season revealed to Yahoo Sports that they became aware that the Wolverines knew their signs. Other allegations stem from incidents that they, that allegedly occurred before the 2022 season. Mm. Uh, late Wednesday afternoon, the Big Ten Conference and the University of Michigan were notified by the NCAA that the NCAA was investigating allegations of sign stealing by the University of Michigan football program, the Big Ten said in a statement. The Big, Time, Big Ten Conference has notified Michigan State University and future opponents. The Big Ten Conference considers the integrity of competition to be of utmost importance and will continue to monitor the investigation. The conference will have no further comment at this time. University of Michigan AD Ward Manuel vowed complete cooperation. He personally assures you of that. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, at issue is NCAA bylaw 11.6.1. Off-campus in-person scouting of future opponents in the same season is prohibited. Sign-stealing itself is not technically against the rules unless it involves electronic equipment to record and inform players or coaches of signals during games. Teams are given access to a great deal of film in advance of matchups in order to scout the on-field football product. <laughs> However, signs and signals would not be captured as a part of the film study. Michigan allegedly had individuals at games of future scheduled opponents Mm. and potential college football playoff opponents to try to gain an illegal edge. Okay, so they're going to games, videoing Mm -hmm. just the sideline to to catch signs. Mm -hmm. Right. So I was at, um, this was a couple years ago, I was at CPA uh, at Brentwood, and Trent Dilfer was there. Mm Mm-hmm. He coached Lipscomb Academy. I don't know why he was there, but I guess that falls under this. But anyway, I walked past him and he had his he had his phone like aimed at the CPA players giving the signals onto the field, mm-hmm. and so I think there was a little issue there. <laughs> um, but that kind of that, this reminds me of that. 
I don't know what he was doing. I'm not accusing him of anything, I, but that was what I saw. That's interesting. Because, like, how often do schools change those signs, those mm-hmm. signals? Probably not very often. They, I mean, you start you start to think about a, uh, that they have a 20-hour week, but the game time is considered part of that week. Yeah. So then you're talking about 17 hours. Divide that by however many days, and then, like, you've got time to go change all your signals? Probably not. Would hey, be my football, guess. I, I, mm, football may be a little different, but basketball, I know you can do that. Like, you can change it. It's difficult, but you got to have an experienced team. If you got a veteran team, you can pick up on it. A lot more players involved in football, though. Yeah, yeah, so but I'm for saying everybody if, to be on the same page. I'm saying if you if, you, if say your play was an animal, like black fifty nine, uh, armadillo. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. A possum, as long as you keep raccoon. it at, as long as you keep it as an animal, you know what I'm saying. You just change oh. the animal name. You know what I'm saying. Like yeah. that could throw them off. You could do little tweaks like that. But when I used to scout, I used to do that. Like I, you call out a signal, I got that signal. But as a player, I used to do the same thing. I've heard that from basketball players that, like, y'all basically knew everything that was coming. It was yeah. just, like, who executed better. Mm-hmm. I would call it out. If I'm on defense and I'm trotting back, the coach tell the point guard to play, he call it out. I'm calling it out with him, backpedaling down the court. Like, it's horns, it's horns, or this three side, three side, it come to double screen. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so. And they'll still run it because yeah. their thought is if we execute, we execute. Yep. But when it gets down to the, Back part of the season, like people would switch it up and be like, keep the same name, but it's a different play. All right, Greg Cosell from NFL Films coming up next. Uh, what did the Titans tape show him? Uh, we will certainly ask what he thought about Malik Willis um, and more. That's coming up next. 3HL is going to be. Let's see. Something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're, we're right here, ma'am. Our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants you are invisible online introducing cumulus boost get a boost get found get on the map learn more at cumulusboost.com are you ready for hard-hitting observations she is the least credible person i may have ever seen on camera the ben shapiro show brings you all the news you need to know in america today guys not everything is 40 chess why can't we just laugh ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Interesting. Stay tuned. Oh. Wall to wall and I still ain't sold out. Baseball underway. Phillies and Eagles. The D-backs. It started, I think, at 4.07. 4.07. Hey. 7.03 tonight. I'm a baseball guy in October, y'all. Look at you. Yeah. Phillies money line, is that where you went? Yeah, I went Phillies money line and under nine. You did not bet on my team tonight. I did not. I bet. You usually win when you don't do that. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that run you had toward the end of the season? I know. Every yeah. time you bet on them, they lost. That, that was amazing. And then you quit betting on them, and then they won the division. <laughs> he got back into it. <laughs> Greg Cosell joins us now uh, from NFL Films and uh, NFL Matchup. Greg, what's up? How are you? 
Uh, I'm doing okay, guys. How you doing? We're doing well. The Titans uh, have a bye week, so there's that. Yes, they do. <laughs> it's much needed. Um, <laughs> at two and four and with a quarterback with a high ankle sprain, so uh, we'll, we'll try to figure all that out. Um, l- let me start with this. Coming uh, out of the Ravens game in London, um, how did the offensive line for the Titans hold up? <laughs> do you really need me to answer that question? <laughs> I mean, they're trying everybody at left tackle. Have they called you yet? Uh, I probably will be next, but uh, I would say it's a little bit of a concern. It's a major area of concern for the Titans. I, I quite frankly think their whole offensive line is a major area of concern, and it's kind of tough to play offense that way. Yeah, um, so are there any bright spots, or is it like pass protection and run game? Uh, I would say if you're letting the tape be your guide, you'd yes. probably say it's both. Yikes. What about Nicholas? I, I see that left you guys speechless. <laughs> I mean, Don said yikes. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah. No, it left us speechless. And then I was like, wait, we have to follow up on this. Okay. Well, they benched uh, a guy that they paid $30 million. So he goes sit on the sideline and count his money, that I guess. Cosell told us the tape wasn't good from the get-go the minute yeah. they signed him. But yeah. anyway. Uh, what about Nicholas petit Frere? Obviously uh, put in a tough situation where he hasn't yeah. played real football uh, in a while and wasn't even around the facility because of that suspension. But what did you see from him on tape and how he handled it? Yeah, he obviously came in to play left tackle after the first possession of the third quarter. I thought that he had some really good run game snaps. Yes. Um, uh, and, and that's where I thought he looked his best. Even initially, he pass protected pretty well. Had a few breakdowns as the game went on. Um, you know, one that was really not his fault. That probably looked to a lot of people as if it was, but it wasn't. Um, but then he did struggle a bit later in the fourth quarter uh, once Willis came in the game. Uh, so, you know, again, I don't know if they plan on making that change. They, look, they have a lot of self-scouting and evaluation to do during the bye week. Mm. So we'll see what happens when they come out and play Atlanta, by the way, who's a very good team, a very good defensive team as well. Um, you know, I, I hate to say they don't have great pass rushers, but that's true of the te- of the um, team they just played as well, the Ravens, and they sure made some of those guys look very good. So I don't want to say that, but uh, – but they've got they've got to figure this out to some degree because it you know and I've been saying this for quite a while guys and you know that and I'm just telling you what the tape shows is that it short circuits your offense that's the problem so you have to try to play offense to camouflage a major weakness and in this league if a major weakness is your old line it's hard to play. I thought the bubble screen call uh, late in the game was a good call. <laughs> You mean the 48-yarder to Spears? Yeah, the ball is out of Malik's hands in less than two seconds. I like that. Yeah, what do you hear about, you know, who's going to play quarterback? Uh, it's uh, it's up in the air. So, Tannehill not doing anything this week. They're not going to even address it until next week. But the thought is, that right. obviously, he's going to miss. Uh, he, he had the same injury last year and missed two games. Um, so, they've got the bye week, and then they've got the Falcons. But then they have the short week with a road trip to Pittsburgh. Um, so the thought is that a Thursday nighter. Yeah. So the Mm -hmm. thought is that he, Ah. you know, not being told this, but the thought is that he may miss two games. So, I mean, yeah, the feeling could be that he'll miss those two and then, well, and then look, you know, we were discussing this in my matchup room today because we all watch tape, you know, and there, there's five of us and that's my matchup team, you know, and, and we're all watching tape and talking ball, you know, that's what we do. Um, and, you know, we're trying to think about where do the Titans go? You know, 
they're not going to, at this point, they're not going to say, oh, this season's gone. No. First of all, Vrabel would never think like that, nor should he. Right. Um, but, you know, you wonder at what point do you think, okay, do we have to try to figure some things out and some things are going to be a work in progress and that's going to cause some problems in some games, maybe not in some other games, depending on the nature of the opponent. But do we start trying to think in terms of, hey, let's kind of try to figure it out on the fly and see where we go with this and just live with, with live with the results. Mm. All right. So what did you see from Malik Willis? Was it, was it tough to evaluate the tape because of the pass rush and the, and the inadequacies of the offensive line, or could you, you know, evaluate him? I've been, I've watched Willis his last two years at Liberty and I've seen every snap in the NFL, including preseason. And, I'm just going to tell you from someone who's studied quarterbacks for a long time, people can take this for what it's worth. I've been taught by the best at the quarterback position. There's not really any improvement in Willis. He still has too many concerning snaps in which he does not process the routes versus the coverage with the result that he does not turn the ball loose to open receivers. He almost has no pocket feel. He's overreactive to any opposing jersey color. For someone who is who can run fast and can get out of the pocket, he doesn't really have great vision on the move. So he doesn't really see downfield. And and you have to understand one thing. I'm sure a lot of people listening are saying this. They're saying, well, with a bad offensive line, you want to put him out there because he can run around. But that just reinforces his bad habits. So, you know, does it work short term? Maybe. Maybe he'll make a few plays because he can run around better than Tannehill and better than Levis. But it's not going to allow him to improve in the areas in which he needs to improve to play quarterback. Wow, we've been saying it. Yeah, I mean, wow. Um, <laughs> I know you said it so. so. Just telling you what the tape shows, yeah, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and lady. Yeah. So let's go back to what your evaluation of Will Levis was coming out of college when, when the Titans drafted him, because um, I, we're all in agreement in this room to to go ahead and get the game plan ready, let him get the number one snaps and trot him out there. Not that I mean, he's still going to have to deal with the offensive line issues, of course, as a guy who's never taken an NFL snap. Right. Uh, but I am curious to go back and, and kind of revisit what you thought about him. Well, let me say this to start so people don't, they understand that if he does play, he's going to have a lot of bad snap guys. I'm telling you right now. Um, because, uh, you know, he's not a runaround guy. He's not a bad athlete by any means, but he's not a runaround guy. Um, I think that he's going to have to learn in the NFL, um, about defense. It's going to take some time. So he's going to have some head scratching plays if he plays. Um, and he'll have some bad interceptions where you go, Oh my God, what could he possibly have been looking at? Um, you know, I think in, ideally I saw him as someone that would have to transition early in his career in an offense that starts with the run game, which theoretically this offense does, um, and be helped by play action. Um, but he's very stiff in the pocket, and that's one thing that concerned me watching his college tape. He's got a snap, compact velocity delivery he can throw the football at all levels um i think he needs to work on his pace and touch um but i think that he's the kind of quarterback that if if they decide they want to put him out there guys and let's say they say hey we're going to put him out there three four games 
He's going to have some bad snaps. I'm telling you right now, that's mm. going to happen. But you have to work through all that. He's not going to be one of those guys that steps right in and looks good from day one and you go, wow, this guy's got it. You know, he may get there. No one can answer that. Um, but obviously the Titans believe he will get there or they wouldn't have traded up to draft him. But he will struggle at times for sure. So could you make that point about Malik that, that you know, he needs time to work through those things? Or have you seen um, enough? I don't know? think he sees the field very well, and I think that's always a concern. Um, and normally, I, I, you know, nothing's 100%, but normally that doesn't change. Um, and, and by the way, that's the way he played in college. You know, he was a one-read guy, and then he ran, and he was that's what he did. So he's he has not he doesn't really have any experience with that. Will Levis, at least in his final two years at Kentucky, played for two NFL offensive coordinators. So he's well schooled, uh, at least mentally, in in NFL route concepts and com and combinations. So he at least knows all that. Plus, he knows the under center play action pass game. So these are things he knows. So he's been schooled in all of that. Um, you know, so I. Yeah, he'll be ahead of the curve in that regard. Okay. That makes sense. Greg Cosell with us on 3HL. Um, you want to switch to the defensive side yeah. of the ball? Well, from... I've got one more offense okay, if you go. want to do that. Um, yep. What are you seeing with Derrick Henry? Because when you look at his numbers, 12 carries, 97 yards, and a touchdown. When you when you break through the numbers, he did have the 63-yard run where he did have ramp-up time to get going and get that speed going. Outside of that, 11 for 34. H have you seen anything – different in terms of Derrick Henry falling off this year, or is he himself? Boy, I feel like I'm, I'm, the, I'm like Scrooge in this uh, today, but I don't well, think I mean, he looks the same to me. What did you um, say? I'm sorry. I said, I, I feel like I'm Scrooge in this, in this call today. Um, I don't think he looks the same to me. I thought it was clear on that 63 yarder that he doesn't have the same long speed that he once had. I thought in general, he didn't look as quick. Um, so, yeah, I, I again, I think he's – I don't want to sit here and say he's done. I would never say that. Um, but um, I don't think he looks exactly the same, no. So what do you see from Tajay Spears? Do you see, like, an ability level where that guy – they can transition to him at some point next year, I, I guess, theoretically? Well, I think you – I think – and this gets to the long-term thinking, which, you know, don't forget that Carthon and Vrabel – now that we're in the middle of a season, have different points of view. Brable's just trying to win the next game and the game after that and the game after that. Uh, Ran is trying to think about, hey, how do I put together a team that's going to contend for a Super Bowl as we move forward? So to me, and I love Tajay Spears. I loved his tape coming out. Yeah, I'm not sure that he's a, a feature back in the way Henry's a feature back. You know, that's the thing. I mean, I think your offense would have to be different if you decide that Spears is your back. I don't think Spears is the guy you're going to give the ball to 26 times a game, depending on the game. I don't think he's that guy. But yet, I think he's a really, really good player. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, when they drafted him, um, you, you kind of said, like, they tell you what they want to be, big picture-wise, by, by who they draft. And they drafted a running back mid-round last year. They draft Spears this year. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you said that Spears could be a number one type guy in a conglomerate running back setting. And in an offense that is more balanced in terms of the pass. 
Yeah. You know, this is still a run offense. It's still an offense that plays a ton out of 12 personnel with two tight ends. Um, all this could be because of the offensive line. That's the other thing. You know, they, they have to build their, their game plan every week to compensate for the O-line. So, you know, these are tough questions to answer. You know, none of us are in the meetings, how they go about putting this all together. Uh, But, you know, there are things that have to be addressed, and they're probably not going to be addressed through this season. You know, you might need free agency and a draft and, you know, all for that to happen. But I don't think you're going to run the same offense that they've been running for the last four or five years with Taji Spears. Is there any position on that offensive line that isn't a disaster on film? (laughs) Um, I mean, it's hard to get a read on Skaronsky yet. I think he's up and down right now, but I don't think he's played enough. I don't think the sample size, Dawn, is large enough to make any meaningful judgment at this point in time. And and I'm a big believer in, you know, you guys know me. I don't make... I don't make bold, controversial statements just for the sake of making them. So I don't think Skaronsky is... I don't think you can evaluate him fairly yet. Okay. How's Aaron Brewer doing at center? You know, he has some good run game snaps, Mm -hmm. um, but he also has some snaps where the fact that he's small shows up. You know, so, um, again, you got to live with that. He's your center. Um, But, yet he does... I, I think as a run blocker, he's he's probably a lot better than people might have thought. I think he does a really nice job. And I think he does a nice job on the combo blocks where he has to work to the second level. What did you see on that that Tannehill, uh, that last interception before he left the game? I think clearly the ankle probably played into that. But I just am curious what you saw on tape. Well, it was a deep corner out by a Conquo, and Tannehill underthrew it by a good five yards. So... Um, you know, if he laid the ball way out in front, I, I'm not saying it would have been complete, but it certainly wouldn't have been intercepted, but he left it significantly short. So it was just a poor ball placement throw. I, I, I think that was the play design. I think they wanted to take that shot because he, based on the route combination to that side of the field, they got him over the top of the corner, Humphrey. Now, Humphrey wasn't playing a man-to-man, but based on the route combination where they grabbed the eyes of Humphrey, they were able to get a conquo over the top of him. Um, Stone, the safety that replaced Hamilton, he ranged over. Um, I think he replaced Hamilton. They they ended up with – anyway, that's not important. But um, Stone ranged over, and I think if the ball was thrown out in front of a Conquo, it had a chance, but he left it a good five yards short. Yeah. Uh, I would I, – I know you got a roll, Cosell, but I would love to know what you thought about this defensive front. Um, and as far as them not getting pressure on the quarterback, um, Variable came out and said, "Is I think the quarterback – the opponent's quarterback has been hit twice. In three games? In three games, yeah. yeah. Three times yeah. in two games. Three three times. Times. Their D-line has been a little bit of an issue given that, you know, the quality of, of, of individual players. And, you know, we've expected – one thing we expected was that that defensive front would be – you know, no one's dominant every single week, but that it would be a driving force of this team right. and be able to keep them in games. And, you know, it's it's not quite happened the last couple of weeks for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing they have to address Um you know, obviously they're not going to start changing personnel because this is who they have. And they're good players as individuals, but it, they just haven't played up to the level that I think everybody has expected. Right. Yeah, you said that specifically about Jeffrey Simmons and the Colts game. What did what did you see from this game from him? Yeah, I mean, I would say overall you're just not seeing a lot of really great individual plays. You know, because a lot of times D-line is individual plays. Guys yeah. win. 
uh, and they make a play. I mean, you know, obviously you can do things schematically with stunts and slants and, and pressures, but you know, a lot of times it's just guys winning one-on-one and you you haven't really seen much of that the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Greg Cosell uh, on uh, 3HL, executive producer and analyst for NFL Matchup. You can catch that this weekend on the uh, ESPN Properties. Producer of NFL Films for 44 years, at Greg Cosell on Twitter. Greg, thank you, man. Great stuff. Good stuff um, today, Greg. That was great. I know it was kind of uh, uh, You know, I, I hope I didn't like depress the audience, guys. No, oh, you, no, you they're have more clarity, depressed. I believe. So. <laughs> and they might, be more, they might be depressed anyway, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How about Nick Folk? He's doing pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. They have a kicker. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not really up on the kickers and the long snappers, so, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we'll do that next time. Do your homework time to work on it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Good stuff, man. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. There he is, Greg Cosell. What did you think? No real improvement, he said. Malik Willis, which is exactly what we said all week. It got yelled at about it. Yeah. Uh, 615-737-1045. Greg Cosell from NFL Films, quote, there is no real improvement, end quote, talking about Malik Willis. Mm -hmm. You have that cut ready? There's not really any improvement in Willis. He still has too many concerning snaps in which he does not process the routes versus the coverage, with the result that he does not turn the ball loose to open receivers. He almost has no pocket feel. He's overreactive to any opposing jersey color. For someone who is who can run fast and can get out of the pocket, he doesn't really have great vision on the move. So he doesn't really see downfield. And you have to understand one thing. I'm sure a lot of people listening are saying this. They're saying, well, with a bad offensive line, you want to put him out there because he can run around. But that just reinforces his bad habits. Habits. So, you know, does it work short term? Maybe. Maybe he'll make a few plays because he can run around better than Tannehill and better than Levis, but it's not going to allow him to improve in the areas in which he needs to improve to play quarterback. Uh, like, this is without opinion. This is right. watching tape. But as it. Go ahead. My bad, you are. No, that was it. No, okay. <laughs> what are we at? That's it. <laughs> at the same time, though, no, we heard uh, Coach Mack yesterday. Said, said the, same, the same, thing. same thing. Like we said the same thing. Yes, I came in on Monday and said the same thing. I felt like there was no internal clock right. for Willis just watching. So you don't have to listen to Cosell. Right. You know, I, I do think he's well, one of the best film evaluators out there. Yeah, but we did say but all those we things. All like I've well, said those yes. things like prior my, to hearing him. My take was he didn't look any different than last year. Yeah, well, and then you said he didn't look like he processed. He didn't have situational awareness. But for a guy that's been at NFL Films evaluating film for 44 years to come say the same thing. Yeah. And, and because, Cosell. Because we got hit by a lot of people for having those, those mm-hmm. takes. Right. And and the thing with Cosell is he doesn't say definite things very often like right. that. He really doesn't, if you think about it, because I always try to get stuff out of him. You know, yeah. and, and he, well, I don't know. I can only tell you what the tape shows me yeah. is yeah. what he'll always say. And, and that was a pretty, uh, like, clear-cut opinion of what the tape showed. Yeah, you have to – what would help him is if he throws the ball. Like, you can't wait for anyone. Even when the line was blocking for him in the preseason, it was still a thing 
of people on the sideline watching the game saying, get rid of it, get rid of it, throw it, throw it, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. That's the thing we're, we're, we're definitely saying. Like, regardless, good offensive line, bad offensive line, you can't wait on guys to be open. They're n- <laughs> If they're even, they're open. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to let them go make the catch. That's what it is. That's professional. That's the pro level. Now, we can't overlook the comments that Cosell made about this offensive line. Without too. question. Man, and that's the same thing Coach well, Max said yesterday as well. But that's why I asked Cosell, can you evaluate Malik because right. of all of the offensive line issues or can you not Yeah, mm-hmm. because of all of the offensive line issues? Because it's a mess. But you um, guys saw Mariota play. Mariota. Mariota. Mariota, yeah. Y'all saw Mariota play. And y'all said the same thing. Like, he he won't let the ball go. You let said J. Rob had dude. to tell him, let, I don't care if you throw yeah. interceptions. Let Vrabel has told him, told I, him in the preseason. I said it for a year about Mariota, and I got hammered by because people loved Mariota. But it's, it's not it's like the same a, thing they love the league, too. Yeah, it's not a judgment on personality or person or anything like that. It's, it's the just, game. And with Mariota, those are things I was being told by people. That right. wasn't just me saying, oh, Mariota won't let it rip. Right. So, I mean, like, Vrabel pulled them aside. We saw it verbally. You can read lips and him say, in the preseason, you've got to throw that ball. Like, you can't take that sack. You can't just run. You can't just go out of bounds. Throw the ball. Give him a chance. You're not even giving your receiver a chance. This is in the preseason. Damn the line we're looking at now. Let's just go back to the preseason. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's the same exact thing. I, I don't know how. <laughs> Hey, man. It is. I, I mean, I, I get it. The offensive line sucks. It just does. I mean, like. They've been sucking. Yeah. I mean, Cosell said it's a disaster at every position, basically. Yeah. It's like it's, I mean, okay, and we know that. So All right, cool. He said, he said, look, if Will Levis gets in there, he will have bad snaps. We said that as well. He will. Like, he's a rookie. He ain't never had a snap. But we're talking about a guy that's, that's playing 10, 10 games. games. Like, yeah. that's what? Two separate years. So, so you would at least With see a little bit of growth. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, uh, come on now. Uh-uh, no. All right. 615-737-1045. Kentucky Rick. Next hey. up. Rick, what's up? Name. What's up, girl? What up, dog? Man, I, I'm so glad to connect with y'all. Look, I've been having trouble with T-Mobile, okay, because like, I work in Nashville. I live in Clarksville. And so I've been dogging them pretty bad. And what they told me was they was working on the towers and stuff. But anyway... I'm on my, in fact, I'm in Kentucky right now on something called the Penny Real Parkway. Because yep. I was listening to y'all in Cosell, man. I done got off on the wrong road and everything. <laughs> Be careful, man. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I want to talk about my Dolphins for a minute. Okay. What you think, Slate? Man, uh, high-powered, high-octane. Is it? Is it the funnest thing to watch that you've seen in a long time or what? Yeah, they GSOE, man, the greatest show on earth, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, they look well, good they, right now. They, they got real good possibilities. Mm-hmm. They can hold up when it gets cold. That's what I'm worried about. Very true. Very um, true. Man, it hurt listening to Cosell, you know? <laughs> yeah. Damn. I mean, because I'm a Titans fan, too, man. I was with Tanny Hill from the time he come out of college, and it, it – Boy, speaking the truth, I don't know what's happened to this team. They lost their will or something. Yeah, it don't look good. Yeah. I, I, but, look, I just wanted to connect with y'all, and I want to let you know that I'm going to be coming out to one of your get-togethers. All right. Uh, I'll, you go out to scoreboards, so I'm going to try to catch you out there. 
All right. Sorry, man. My radar detector was going off. Just tell me to be real careful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely catch up with you out there, brother. All Appreciate right, Rick, man. All right, man. Listen, hey, I'm, I'm glad they got a week off. I hope the coaches can figure something out, and I'll catch you all later. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, brother. All right. All right. 615-737-1045. I know we got to go to break. That's that's one of the most concerning things with me about this Titans team, man. Like, I, you never walk away from a loss or a win feeling like they didn't do the Titans' way. They didn't play the Titans' way. Coach, I felt like that. And then this game against Baltimore, I felt like that. Kansas City tight end Travis Kelsey bought a new house. Why? I'll tell you next. 3HL 1045. This Searching HVAC near here. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Wow. Nobody local? Huh. Wait, what? We are an HVAC company literally in your neighborhood. Why is she not seeing us? Just all the big chains. Well, it is what it is. What in the... Can you not see, see us? us? Nope. They can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local HVAC providers. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I wasn't, like, in a company. And I don't know, like, how marketing, sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah, and... Like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah, yeah. To that, remind me not to quote any hip hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. <laughs> when you first said it, I'm like, yeah, it's a business, man. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Are you ready for hard hitting observations? Reality remains reality no matter how hard you try to ignore it. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Again, I'm all here for the pop culture, people dating each other for the press. Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. Every so often, and by every so often, I mean literally every 27 seconds when the producer gets fired. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. 